Okay, so the... All right, so where we at? Oh yeah, the outreach and treasure hunt stuff. So big part of the outreach, like I said, during school is everyone has their outreaches that they're dealing with. Mine was, in particular, was the treasure hunts. So what this meant was every Wednesday we got together to do treasure hunting. We had to read the book, Treasure Hunts by Kevin Dedman. We got trained by him and we did it. Now, none of this had any emphasis. There was no like real big emphasis on the gospel message to actually deliver the gospel. Most of the training circulated around basically find a miracle, and the idea is you want to let someone know that they are God's treasure, that you're the treasure we found, um, and that God singled you out for this moment. And it was th that was more the emphasis in actually delivering the gospel. We want to see them have a miracle, see them get healed, let them know God loves them, and then invite them maybe to church or invite them to, to Bethel. But there wasn't this emphasis of like now you got to teach the gospel message. And if there was somehow I missed it. I must have missed it at some point because that was something that was taught constantly. Like I, I was at all the, all the seminars. I even did the Firestarters class, which is kind of like Bethel's introductory class for new members. And I did the fire, the, 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 um, the treasure hunt class. I helped help run that for uh, later on in the year. So like I don't remember ever teaching much or pushing much about delivering the gospel. It was about having an encounter with the living God, having a physical encounter, seeing them get healed, and that, that's what's a part of it. So every, every Wednesday, I, and I even called in sick sometimes, <laughs> uh, and Chris Overstreet, who was the head evangelist at Bethel, he even mentioned, like, it's the number one day where we have the lowest turnout is on Wednesdays, which is evangelism day. <laughs> so um, it was kind of a running joke that people got sick on Wednesdays. Um, but that was definitely something that I had to be a part of, and I did. So every Wednesday we fill out the card. It was everything from... Um, I think it was, there was names, there was physical descriptions, ailments, locations, and then random stuff for the five big things. So you put out a list of like 10 different names, 10 different physical ailments, 10 different descriptors, 10 different locations, no, five, sorry, five of each, it wasn't 10, it was five. Five, 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 five different locations and five different random things. And you basically, a lot of times when you get done with it, you'd find your five locations and there's only so many places ready, but let's say it was Starbucks. All right, so now we're all going to start. We're going to Starbucks. So at that Starbucks, we're going to find, and it's like six people in your group that all have a card. So you're trying to cross-reference like who has like you know, 49ers jersey, broken leg, uh, red hair, you know, and all of a sudden you find a guy with a 49ers jersey, broken leg, and red hair, and you're like, oh my god, this is it. Like you're it. You're God's treasure. We're going to pray for your broken leg to get healed. Um, it got so bad at the point where businesses stopped ask, started asking students not come. It's like if you're not going to come get anything, don't come here. Like they explicitly asked Bethel people not to come and pray uh, because people were either getting embarrassed or cringy or uncomfortable. And they didn't want to have that to happen. So, Hey guys, so this is editing Jesse in the future. Um, so it looks like I have a my first technical whoopsie. Um, some of my footage files got corrupted. Um, so I'm kind of salvaging this last part too here. So... This first bit was kind of, I had more I was speaking on with the outreach part. I'm going to end up doing a whole nother episode just on outreach, um, but I did want to get this part two out because I did promise that. Um, so that's the first part there. The second part that I have salvaged is just going to be kind of wrapping up a canonical understanding that Bethel uses and how it turns into a workspace gospel. Um, and we'll go over that and then kind of wrap things up. So sorry for the technical mistake there. 
Um, but hopefully you guys still enjoy this. I'm just kind of making do with what I got and I'm going to put this out and then moving forward, hopefully we'll have everything all clean. All right. Thanks guys. Now Bethel teaches that Jesus was a man in perfect relationship with God. So the more perfect your relationship is, basically the more miracles you'll see, which is why there's a striving for like favor and for soaking and for being immersed in the presence and like being part constantly in worship and enamored with Christ, which are some good things, but the reasons why they're doing them is so that they can see greater miracles. Like I remember friends would spend hours at the prayer house simply because they want to like, they want to build up this bank account of like presence with God so they can see bigger miracles. So you're kind of comparing how pure relationship with Christ is other people, unfortunately, what it turns into. And when that happens, it's, it's I mean, let me, let me just say on this course of this. So Bill and Rediscovered Bethel talked about how, no, they don't teach that, but they still do. <laughs> it's like Rediscovered Bethel, Bethel was very much damage control from someone who's there. And I'm like, wow, we'll get to some of the grave soaking stuff later on in the series. I can, I can speak on that too. But, in his book, he wrote that. He said he wasn't really saying that, but he still preaches that if he believes that he performed miracles as God, he's just a spectator. So you have to assume the other because we I, I, now I believe that I, I can't expect myself to go around healing the sick, raising the dead like Jesus did because Jesus was God. He was fully God and fully man. But Bethel has this caveat where he's like, well, he was God, but he only performed miracles as man in right relationship with God. And that's where it becomes our demonstration. And that's where like they have this really foggy kenosis with Christ that they keep tiptoeing around that isn't good. Because like Jeff Durbin talks about, if he's he's either fully God or fully and fully man, or he's not. He because like, God can't change. We can't have a God that was God, stopped being God, only performed miracles as man, then became God again. Like it doesn't work that way. Like God is God, same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. We have to we have to have that as a, an essential. We can't vary from that. And Bethel's kenosis, the way they teach things, and especially through in Heaven Invades Earth, doesn't allow that. And that that's a different Christ, in my opinion. Like at this point, we're at a different Christ, because he either performed miracles as man, or fully man, fully God. And they believe he performed miracles as man, as it seems pretty exclusive as man. Um, now again, they've had damage control and stuff, but that's a whole other thing. Um, and so that's what that's where that, that's like a, the first thing you read and the first thing you, you do go through is that right there. And that's like the foundation for everything at Bethel. Like that is the core foundation. So with that being said, how you start first, how you start off your first year was with this understanding. And that's when you're catapulted into all these teachings of how to do miracles. And you're basically learning how to perfect your relationship with Christ, with God. Because the more perfect your relationship is, the more miracles you'll see is kind of what it is. So, um, I think it's a good spot to wrap up. You think so? I think it's a good place to stop. <laughs> we got a lot more to talk about, but we'll keep that for this. We're pushing probably over 20 minutes. Um, we'll wrap up there. So quick breakdown first year. You go through the first week there. You read Heaven's Day, Vades Earth. You get your breakdown for your classes. You got revival group pastors, revival groups, small groups, worship for about an hour some a day every day with a lesson and a break and another lesson, evangelism on Wednesdays, um, Rob groups on Thursdays and um, we'll kind of as we go forward in this we'll start going over through like the nitty-gritty of like what are we seeing in class um, I think I might start with the supernatural way the supernatural prophetic uh, course that we went through with Chris Valton and what that looks like and 
kind of going through that that week of the prophetic that we did and, and what that looks like. But as always, thank you so much, guys, for watching. Thanks for sitting through this. Um, any feedback is welcome. And uh, just looking forward to all the more things we talk about. If you have questions, please put in the comments. I really try to read all the comments, like all of them. I really do try. So put the comments in there. Share this with people. If you have people that are in Bethel or coming out of Bethel or friends that are thinking about going to Bethel, share this. And uh, other than that, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And thank you so much for watching.